0: On Retail, our retail podcast. I'm Georgia. I'm an associate retail consultant here at BJSS, and I'm joined by...
1: Yep. Hi, uh, Jake Knowles, a retail consultant at BJSS.
0: And Lizzie. Hi, I'm a senior retail consultant here at BJSS. Awesome. So, leaders, we've seen a lot of movements in the retail industry. Uh, Definitely a lot of acquisitions of retailers that are kind of in trouble. So this episode will all be about acquisitions in the industry, especially in the UK. Uh, why don't we start with the latest acquisition? So Boohoo.com, Karen Miller, and Coast. So the online fast fashion retailer Boohoo.com just bought the intellectual property and online business of Karen Millen and Coast for 18.2 million pounds. Um, this was done through a prepack administration, But the rest of the business of Kyra Miller, so the physical business, we still don't really know what's happening. So there's still a lot of uncertainty. So it's definitely clear that Boohoo.com is expanding, is customer-based, but that's definitely a really bold movement. So what do you guys think about this decision?
2: So I think that Boohoo buying Karen Millen is a great move by Boohoo. So I think if you think about Boohoo's brands that they've currently got in their portfolio, they are definitely aimed towards a much younger consumer group. So you think of like Pretty Little Thing, for example. um, Unfortunately, even I fall into this category now of (laughs) probably not being able to wear Pretty Little Thing anymore, which is quite sad. But maybe I would buy Karen Millen. So I think what they're doing is thinking about consumers they've currently got, where they're moving to in terms of age, and actually what other brands might be suitable for them, and then acquiring those brands. I think what's interesting about Karen Millen is that uh, they don't have a great digital presence. So, and I think this is something that Boohoo can really, really help them with. Obviously, Boohoo are a pure play and their digital marketing capabilities are fantastic. They are very, very good at um, at what they do online, on social um, and really how they market to their target consumers. So I think they can really help Caramel in, in that space. And actually thinking about this from a consumer perspective, I think if caramelin was better at their targeting and their marketing, maybe I would take more interest in the brand. So I think it's a real positive move from Boohoo, um, particularly around caramelin's uh, international uh, Uh, presence as well, which I think is a real opportunity for Boohoo to continue to expand on a global basis.
1: So I think opportunity is exactly the right word. So for me, uh, Boohoo acquiring Caramillan and Coast is a good opportunity but what Boohoo has been so successful at is that influencer marketing and that real social media strategy. As Lizzie says the Karen kind of audience and coast is more of that over 30s market that Boohoo hasn't yet penetrated whether or not that targeted marketing campaign and that social media and the influencer marketing and using Lizzie's favourite show Love Island is going to be have the same effect (laughs) for the over 30 market I'm not as sure so on paper it's great Boohoo have warehouses designed for faster Delivery for picking and packing for Pure Play online. Whether or not you can still target those brands with your over thirties, and in that same way, I am still not sure yet. What worries me is we've seen this in the past with people like ASOS and Zara, where that Pure Play fast fashion starts really well targeting a market, then you try to expand and you start to see, like we've seen with ASOS over the last kind of twelve months or so those profit warnings start to come in because you're trying to be that jack-of-all-trades to all customer segments and you lose that brand identity. So great opportunity, just a couple of concerns I think need ironing out for it to be successful.
0: Definitely. Probably another concern uh, lies in the fact that Boohoo.com is a fast fashion retailer and the quality might not be the same as the one at Caramillin and Coast. Um, well, 30-plus well, people like if the quality actually changes and gets cheaper and more like similar to fast fashion retailers or not?
2: So, so I don't think that Boohoo would look to change the quality position that Karen Millen has. I think they may find slightly cheaper alternatives because they do have a they will have bigger buying power in the market. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether the suppliers that Karen Millen use and Boohoo use the same is probably questionable. Um, I think there could be some opportunities there to save on costs. But I think one of the key points of differentiation for caramel and I think what appeased, appeals to a slightly older market is that real feeling of quality so I think it would would be um, I don't I don't think a route that Boohoo should go down would be to cheapen caramel and as a brand I think they should very much keep that that real quality um, credential and principle within the business.
1: Yeah, and I, and I guess just just one additional concern. I'm sure we'll get onto our favorite retailer, Mr. Mike Ashley. But what this also <laughs> means by Caramillan moving online is that department stores such as House of Fraser and Debenhams will no longer be getting Caramillan stock anymore because those warehouses on Boohoo will not be delivering to stores anymore. So that's more space in your uh, in your department stores to be taken up by by something else. So yeah, not just uh, not just having knock on effects here.
0: That's a very interesting one. Uh, talking about our favorite. <laughs> retailer sports direct <laughs> as go a, day him. a another company in trouble and this time is preppy fashion preppy british fashion sorry uh, retailer jack wills jack wills was bought for 12.75 million pounds uh, earlier this month i mean another retailer that is in trouble what is mike ashley doing and why what's the strategy behind this buying spree for you guys I mean, the strategy behind why why Mike Ashley
2: has now purchased Jack Wills, I guess your guess is as good as ours, Gigi. I think <laughs> that uh, this is another acquisition of Mike Ashley's that adds to his uh, increasingly random portfolio of brands. For me, having spent some time thinking about this one, I'm not really sure what the long term strategy is here because I think Jack Wills is it's not a value brand. So we think about Sports Direct, Jack Wills and Sports Direct are very, very different brands and have very, very different target consumers. Um, You know, the products in Jack Wills are quite, on the the more premium side of things, I'm not too sure how Mike Ashley can help them other than injecting them with a bit of cash and helping them lower their rents and lower their costs. One of the things I have been reading about is this plan of Mike Ashley's to buy and build different fashion and sports brands uh, and almost have this this range of them. So I'm I'm not too sure what the plan is there. I think more is to come, but we've been saying this for a while now. You know, he keeps acquiring all of these businesses, but what is the bigger plan? plan here? Maybe, uh, maybe you can shed some light, Jake.
1: Well, um, I'll have a go. I mean, I haven't had any direct contact with Mike, personally. Um, but first of all, yeah, I think just to say, Jack Wills is another example of, of the downfall on the high street. I think it's a great example of something that, like you said, GG is preppy. And, and with things like preppy retailers, that is a trend which fluctuates massively. So in order to really benefit from the upturn, you have to be prepared for the downturn as well. And that's just not something we've seen with Jack Wills. So they've got a big store estate. They've got a lot of stock. They're in very expensive locations and things like that with something that fluctuate so much just isn't sustainable for me so that's why we've seen the demise of the brand in my opinion and yeah Ashley's strategy look I think if he was going to strip these things and sell them for parts we would have seen that with Evan's mm-hmm. cycles already people like Game Digital we haven't seen that so that makes me think that that something like you say something big is coming here and and for me it's around what that department store might look like in the future mm-hmm. and it is many, many brands under one roof sharing the square foot so there's no kind of too much risk. There's a hedging of risk there because of the sharing of square foot and the the, the, the lack of pressure to fill that space. Um, the problem here for me is that alongside this, that model for me still isn't a sustainable department store. So you look across the Atlantic in, in America and one of my favourite retailers who I continue to bore you guys about is Beta and that retail as a service model. And for me, that innovation is what a department store looks like. So how Mike can continue to acquire these companies for 12, 18, 20 million pounds at a time. He's got a tax bill of 605 million euros from the Belgian tax authorities waiting. But yeah, he's also got to innovate and find himself a, a big four auditor as well. All these things for me just can't happen. So, yes, it'd be great if this super department store comes, but it's treading water for me. It's not innovation and it's not future proofing those businesses.
2: Yeah, I mean, I would have to agree with you. I think maybe maybe there is this future department store on its way from Mike Ashley. It would be a completely random department store if it, if it was one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I guess the bigger question is what? Why would just because they're all under one roof and they can yeah. share on the cost? doesn't make those brands any more appealing. There's a reason that they're failing, and it's because they're no longer relevant to the people that they were previously relevant to, and they haven't done enough to keep up with the trends. So just because you can save on costs and really build some efficiencies in in your estate, it does not mean it's going to be any more relevant than it is today.
0: I yeah. agree completely.
1: Absolutely, and I think that, that's where that innovation side comes in. Mm-hmm. So all these millions going on, new brands and stuff, unless you're innovating, you know, in-store services, click and collect, what else is driving footfall to stores? Unless that's being thought about, which we haven't seen, then, yeah, I think you're absolutely right, Lizzie.
0: I guess we'll see in the next few weeks if he's going to buy a new company or not. Mm-hmm. We will indeed. let find do. out. <laughs> yes. Um, let's kind of move away from fashion and maybe move into grocery. So this year we've heard a lot about the failed merger between Sainsbury's and ASDA, rumors has it that uh, Morrison's is um, might be on sale. Um, so maybe another retailer might be on sale. Uh, what do you guys think? Do you think Morrison will be the next one? So there has been some talk in the news over
2: the past couple of weeks around. Uh, potential overseas investors looking at UK companies and a lot of that is driven by the weakening pound which is because Brexit is looming uh, which is coming obviously at the end of October this year. So the grocery market in particular is rightful disruption at the moment. So uh, you know Audi and Lidl are very well established in our grocery market now um, and Morrison's has been doing okay over the past couple of years. It's had quite a, a turbulent path. Uh, so I think it would be uh, an interesting one for investors and you know not a particularly stable one to go for. Um, but I think it could happen, and I think now is the time to do it um, as investors look to, to make some money on some British companies. I think I think what it what does that mean for Morrison? So I think it really could benefit them. I think this could be its big opportunity to uh, reposition itself in the market um, and really yeah, reestablish itself as a real. British brand, I think. I think it is a risk. I think that uh, Morrison's is a big beast. It's not like buying a small fashion brand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The grocery market in the UK is highly challenging. So I think if anyone was going to take it on, they would need to really understand uh, the the consequences of that and everything that comes with it. Uh, but I think it could be really interesting, a really interesting time for the grocery market.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with Lizzie. And, and just to touch on Morrison's, you obviously mentioned Brexit and. Uh, that we can impound making, uh, you know, these grocery re- retailers an attractive prospect. But Morrison's is one of the few uh, grocery retailers with a vertical supply chain as well. So they are better protected than most for Brexit. So maybe post 31st of October, if that is D-Day, then other retailers that are struggling post that date, maybe Morrison's, that's the time to time to uh, make the most of it and really um, make, take advantage of, of that kind of position they put themselves in. So yeah, I think the, the the other question is who buys Morrisons? So is that another retailer trying to get into that market a la Amazon uh, kind of trying to move across like they have done with, with Whole Foods? Or is that you know a private equity firm somebody else trying to give it that cash injection? I think either has positive effects so if that is an Amazon then they can make the most of the ecosystem and the the R&D and the, the tech investment that they make, if that is another uh, PE firm, then that investment in innovation comes very quickly and that's where Morrisons can really differentiate itself from from the other big four at the moment. But as he said, with Aldi, Lidl and Ocado making gains in market share every quarter and every time we see those reports coming in, now's the time for someone to, to step up and uh, to take the kind of big four by its collar and, and innovate and crack on, I think.
0: Awesome. So... Which other acquisition do you think we might see in the future?
1: You can make a bit of money if you get this right, I think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think this, for me, there's um, obviously Pepcor Europe. So uh, previously part of the Steinhoff Group. Um, which was plagued by the Steinhoff saga with uh, Marcus Juster a few years ago. Um, they've done extremely well to cut ties with Steinhoff. There are obviously still some there, but I think um, what Pepcor is looking at is either a sale or an, or an IPO. So that would be the final severing of ties with Steinhoff. I mm-hmm. think what Poundland, Pep & Co and Deals, which is the uh, Eastern European version of Poundland, have done is buck that high street trend. So they continue to... Um, open stores make good results. Differentiate their product. We've seen Poundland now move from a single price to a simple price, which means you'll see fifty p, seventy five p, one pound, fifty five pound, which is for me is a lot more sustainable business model rather than just your your one pounds. So great to see a uh, high street retailer bucking that trend, continuing to innovate, and uh, yeah, have done really well to recover from what was a tumultuous few years. So be great to see them uh, sell their IPO and you know reap the rewards of that success.
2: What about for you, Lizzie? So I think the biggest question in the grocery market particularly is around Asda. So there's been ongoing conversations about that particular grocer and and what the future holds for them. Uh, Obviously, there was the Sainsbury's and and Asda merger that you mentioned earlier, Gigi. And I think that, uh, yeah, for Asda, it's a bit of an uncertain future for them, um, particularly as Walmart potentially looks to move away from them as a UK business. So I think they're probably next on the horizon, uh, aside from Morrison so it'll be exciting to see what happens with them.
1: I think Walmart has enough battles on its home front with, uh, with Amazon and, and Kroger in the US so I think uh, it was up for sale when, with Sainsbury's so there's no reason why those for sale signs have come down so yeah, Asda, one to watch for sure.
0: Great, awesome conversation you guys. Well thank you everyone for listening and to listen to our previous and future podcast go on our website bjss.com slash business... Um, Thanks for listening and keep an eye for our next podcast.